0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
2: And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and today we're going to be talking about leadership and women, with one of the women, to me, that is one of the most fascinating researchers and leaders that we have in the state of Utah. I'm going to go ahead and say in the country, Dr. Susan (laughs) Madsen, Utah Valley University, and she is the woman behind the Utah Women and Leadership Project. Susan, thank you for coming back. Good to be here. My goodness. So it's been a number of years since this project got off the ground. How many years has it been that this has been, you know, I know the Utah Women and Leadership Project is kind of like the big... The toddler, which came from some baby uh, ideas. Yeah, it's
1: almost 10 years. I'm almost hitting 10 years in terms of... It was 2009 when I was asked by the Commissioner of Higher Education and the governor's office to really figure out why more women weren't graduating from college. So really those first years, even though I was still speaking on women in leadership, I really focused on helping us as a state figure out what can we do to help more women understand, influence us, understand, and motivate more women to go to college, actually stay in college, return to college. Because
2: originally it was you had them in the freshman class, and then they were disappearing. And some
1: didn't even Mm -hmm. come. You know, of course, uh, but that freshman and we still struggle with that across the state of uh, holding women after that freshman year. Sometimes it's that first semester, sometimes that second semester. But we're some of the institutions, you know, we're working really hard at it. And I think we're making some progress. And so really, I've been doing that work, all of that. And then the, the Utah Women in Leadership Project made that more formal in 2013 and then merged the education and the leadership together. And there's such a connection between women in higher education and women in leadership, an absolute connection. So the more women are educated, the more they have confidence and find their voices and lead in different ways, uh, especially in the community. Are we seeing a paradigm
2: shift where, and I think I know this answer, <laughs> uh, where it is now a value for women to be strong And to be want to be leaders, or are
1: we still not there yet? Uh, And I still. Don't think we're there yet. Okay. I think it's moving, and I talk a lot about moving the needle. That's the metaphor I mm-hmm. use, moving the needle. So I would say, and I have my hand up, and you can't, you can't we're, see We're this. just going to say we're at about uh, we're, three. Yes, there you go. <laughs> so there's some movement, and there's okay. great... We work with all the women's groups in the state. There's great things happening with chamber groups, with... with Women in ent- politics. Yeah, women yes. in politics mm-hmm. groups, the Women's Leadership Institute, other other things. Everybody's taken their piece and really... Encouraging. so there's more work to be done on all levels, Rebecca. And one of those is really with girls and young women and women, but even that younger group on even moving the, their aspirations, even their mind that maybe I can be a leader. Maybe I should be a leader. Maybe I should prepare myself to use my voice in ways outside the home, inside the home important as well. So I think there's work, and that's why we work so hard <laughs> at well, the Utah Women you in know Leadership what? It's
2: interesting because my daughter-in-laws are all in their 20s, mm. and I said, I, it's hard for you to have the perspective that I have. And you know, when my mom was first married, women did not run the checkbook. Some of sometimes no. they weren't even allowed to open up bank accounts. I mean, we've come a long way, baby. So, in your world, it, you're seeing opportunities, but you don't realize the historical. I'm going to almost call it like a mudslide, but I don't want to say that. But all that's behind us that was limiting yep. in our own ideas and society and culture and business, etc. And we're removing the avalanche. We're trying to, to do that, yeah. yeah.
1: we still have. Many young women um, and their mothers that are younger than me saying, um, I'm, and I have my hands up doing a quote mark, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be a mother. And if I'm, and I hear that way too much still. And first of all, being a mother is not a just. That's huge. Let's talk about leadership. And mm-hmm. the other thing is, we still have a lot of women and influencers that don't understand that a college-university education actually is so beneficial for motherhood. There's so many benefits to um, your children when you have that education. I know you've done some
2: research, and and I've seen some research, too, that when a woman has the opportunity and or takes that opportunity or is encouraged to continue that higher education, that in the long run she actually has better mental health oh, yes. and well-being. So not only are you opening your ideas, your mind, you're practicing problem-solving skills, there's so many things that a, an
1: education yeah. can give you. Even community service. Sure. You, The more education you have, the more you donate blood, actually. The more you vote, the more you engage in society and lead in society. There's a, the, But mental health is, uh, is a big one. And the whole self-worth and self-esteem, not every not every woman that gets degrees has high self-worth and high but the when you compare the statistics you do have more self-confidence and self-esteem so in other
2: words uh if i decide that being a mother in my own home rather than Uh, being a mother in a workplace, outside my home, uh, that doesn't preclude my need or the benefits of getting higher education. In fact, it doesn't have to be either or. It it, it should be and.
1: It is. And Mm we, you and I have talked about this before, that we have very strong mentality in the state of Utah, the either or instead of the and. And we've I picked that up in two studies specifically. And one was years ago, and I still think we have some of this, I think we're moving beyond it, was women that said, Once I have that baby and I'm I need to stay home and I cannot finish my education. They didn't say things like, Oh, I could go in the evening, I could go online It was like it's just I can't. I can't If I'm a mom, I can't finish my education. And other studies have found that that there's a perception, if I'm a mom, I can't be a leader. So yet... You can be a mom and run for office and serve on your city council or you can, you know, so, so I think that's still strong, but I'm seeing slight movement in understanding that. And for those who have just joined us,
2: this is Dr. Susan Madsen from Utah Valley University, the Woodbury School of Business. Yes. Okay. Got that right. Also the founder (laughs) of the Utah Women and Leadership Project. Now. You might be curious about it. We've talked about a lot of its facets. It's studying women in leadership um, from why young women are not perceiving the, the need for them to become leaders when they do perceive that they should, what what affects them, um, how can we have more representation of women and leadership in the community and nonprofits and businesses and education in every area. So there's a lot you study. You are good, Rebecca. You've been paying attention. I just love what you do. <laughs> but let's say you're for the first time hearing about this. Where do we go? To Number one, tap in to the Utah Women and Leadership Project, because in the quiet of your home, in the quiet lunch break you might have at work, whenever it is, you can start learning immediately Absolutely. about what has been working together, this, this group of individuals working together to change the way we see womanhood.
1: Yes. And so where do we go? I love it. So we are housed in the Woodbury School of Business at Utah Valley University. Um, I bought a URL that's a little bit easier to remember, and it's utwomen.org. I love that, utwomen.org. Yes. And so that'll take you to the homepage, and there's a, a button over on the... Right. You can click on to join our newsletter and actually just came out. One of them came out uh, this morning Um, and I just send it once a month. Latest in research, resources and events and not just our own. We have many, many partners across the state. Um, So we release, for instance, two pagers that you can read and give you tips. For instance, we have one from last month on what mothers can do to strengthen the influence of their daughters and prepare their daughters for, for leadership and education. And so to get that two pager, we had a 25 mothers come together with a lot of diversity of race and, and different kinds of, of not gender Experience. because they're mothers, oh, but, sure. um, And then we put together a two-pager. My assistant director, Robin Scribner, takes the lead on that. And so it's a great two-pager to just use for networks, for women's groups, you know, in churches or communities, uh of moms specifically and what they can do in their homes and in their neighborhoods. It's interesting because um, one thing I wanted to say is we're in a uh, an environment
2: that's very political, okay? Yes. It's always been, but right now the 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 foam is is out there so that almost we always look at anything and it, are there politics behind this? Is this something that and what I want to say to you is this is nothing about politics or parties. This is just about just this is about... 50, <laughs> women do that. <laughs> say yes, they do. They apologize all yeah. the time, so I, I should apologize. <laughs> um, 50% of us are women, and we need to see ourselves in a different empowering light. That doesn't mean... That if you learn about your potential to be a leader, we're saying you're, you're going to fail if you don't run for Congress. We're just saying we need to see ourselves and our potential differently. We need to see our young women's potential differently because we are 50% or more Absolutely. of this population. And
1: there's so many ways to lead. I mean, there's so many. Some women say, this doesn't relate to me. Well, first of all, I do need to say that occasionally people say, well, we don't want to be in any... Women's project or women's groups because it's feminist and in, in quote and it, and it brings men down. No, we lift men as we lift girls and women. We lift boys and men. That's the purpose. And these are not women's issues. They're women's. They're family. They're societal things. And as we, the research is so clear. As we lift women and help them find their voices. Um, that society is benefiting it's a safer place and for us all our to legislature live. Yes. um we in in we have about twenty five percent of women in our state legislature, and the research has found that in states with more women twenty five percent is better than we've had yeah twenty six that, but a, that's a win, yeah but Women, state legislatures that have more women in them tend to give more funding to things that women care about a little bit more than men. Men, it's good that we have both men and women. So it might be more like, like local education, education health care, mm-hmm. poverty, social issues. And so we had. there are many, many, many states, most states around the country that that do more in those areas than we do in Utah uh, because we don't have more women you know, in our state legislature. So we have a good start, but we still need to continue that. So this is important, whether you're leading, uh, in your homes or, or for church, uh, situations, community, um, city councils, uh, you're a CEO <laughs> of a company on a corporate board. You're a professor. Yes. Hey, be, thank and, you. And for me,
2: um, and, and maybe this is a sensitive subject for many of us. Um, I would love to think that each woman considers herself the leader of her life, mm-hmm. that she is the leader. She can problem solve. She can um, manage what's coming in front of her. She has the, the, the skills to go and, and get the resources she needs, that she feels like I can do this. I love to that. me – Leadership isn't just being in charge yeah. of others. Or bossing
1: people around. Yes. Yeah.
2: It, it's, it's a way we perceive mm-hmm. the ability to navigate life.
1: Yeah.
2: And and I think, you know, in, in films and in books and et cetera, you know, you've got these overpowering, domineering leaders. Gosh, there's a whole new way to look at leaders. You know, I take humanitarian groups of youth, yes. uh, you know, to South America. And each of those kids... Our teens who come with me are extraordinary leaders. And every moment when we're in these humble little villages and for the first time, they're guiding other people to do something that they've not done, it is just, it shows the power within them to change things for good. So for those who've just joined us, I love what, can you tell, what uh, (laughs) Susan Madsen is doing with the Utah Women in Leadership Project. I wanted to follow up on something because you brought this up by empowering women encouraging them, educating them, giving the permission to see themselves as important, that their voices are vital. It isn't about diminishing men. And recently, you have been focusing also on how men yes. can be allies. Talk to me a bit about that.
1: Well, uh, a few months ago, we released a brief specifically, real positive look. We collected um, data quantitative and qualitative data in the state of Utah on strategies and behaviors that men use to really lift and advance women in the workplace. so it was fun. A lot of our reports are here's where we are in Utah here's the nation we're not doing great. this one we're really looking at the positive behaviors and and interestingly enough, this is the largest sample that we've seen in any literature in the world. On, on what we're talking about. So we'll be publishing this as far as, as well. But we had both men and women respond to this. So with men, what have you done to help? And what have you seen other men do? What strategies, behaviors have you used? To women, what have men done for you or help, to help lift you, help help advance you? And what have you seen other people do? So all of the results were great and insightful, and for the most part, matched what the literature is, but some very interesting differences between men and women's responses. Uh, And by the way, first, we did do some 10 questions and had statistical kind of comparisons between men and women. Nationally, the trends are that women see more issues in this area than men, and we found the same thing. So when we say, are there struggles with, you know, men in the workplace setting understanding this. Women will say a whole point more than men. Yes, there's struggles. Uh, Should we have more public policy? Women say, yes, yes, yes. Men, not, not as much as women. So we got that. But back to the qualitative results. Um, the top for both, when we combined all the, the statements, were developmental relationships. How important developmental relationships. Now, that's an overarching term that we use, but that includes mentorship. So interestingly, mentorship was really talked about a lot by the men, talked about as well by the women. But the most important, even more than mentorship for the women, was sponsorship.
0: And there's a difference
1: difference between that. Yeah, I want to talk about that because mentorship has been the buzzword, I want to say, for like the
2: last 20 years. So what is the difference between mentoring and sponsoring?
1: Sponsors are, first of all, most often within the organization or within the setting. Mentors can go in different places, but they're very different. Mentor can mean a number of things, but oftentimes mentorship is one-on-one, really sharing stories um, giving advice, helping people feel confidence, those things are super important, but it's not sponsorship. And there's actually a book out there that's quite popular for women called Forget the Mentor, Get a Sponsor. <laughs>
2: Isn't that funny? This is the first time I'm hearing about it oh, and there's already a book out there.
1: Yeah. It's been out for a couple of years. You're really behind, right? Uh, no, I believe it. No, but sponsorship is what women really need to get to the next level. And that is when a, a man, for instance, at an event where there's the board of directors is there or people in the community that are have status in some way, power in some way, and they bring and, and introduce. Here, they network them with people above them in some ways. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. But also, they help with resources. So they're in a position often to say, to get to that next level. I'm going to find some funding so you can go to this women's leadership program and really engage in that way. So, um, and, and just really that networking, getting them up to that next level, the funding, other kinds of resources as well. So it's not just advice one on one, um, or, or building. And that's important too. But it's really give me a chance to get my voice in front of the board of directors. If I've done a project and it's important to the board of directors for this large company, let me have five minutes to present. Bring me with
2: you to that meeting. Introduce me to those other power brokers. Allow me to show my abilities and my strength um, so that I have the exposure.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I have the exposure. And and in that sponsoring, um, she's in some ways broken through a little
1: yeah ceiling and even mm-hmm. even if if she's not there if that person is talking about this project mention the name of team members mention if she's done most of the work thank her in front even if she's not in the room get her name out there some of these things are moments i talk about that i probably talked about that on the show i call them transformational moments these moments and sometimes people think i can't mentor cuz it takes so much time that's important it's important to spend time if you can but sometimes the effect is in a moment when you just say, I need you to meet this person that's on my staff. She does such great work. Like Robin Scribner, she has been doing the, leading some of the research studies. She's fabulous. So I would say to you, you know I'd love to have you meet her and just talk about her, so when you see her name, you're like, "Oh, that's, oh, I gotta catch with Susan, yes. yeah, I want to so those small things can make a bigger difference than leaders think they can, well, and to me, um.
2: It's a new way of thinking about leadership as well. We might have intuitively in the past just kind of sponsored people that were close to us a son or a daughter, somebody you yeah. knew. Um, and now we think about that. Or- if I want to create organizational change and open up opportunities, I can look around where I'm at and identify who. Uh, I could sponsor to make taking, open the doors for.
1: It's taking unconscious things that happen, and we know in con- unconscious bias training that we'll just go with, with you know, um, you're a woman. You're, <laughs> I, I connect with you. You're a white woman. You know, you're the one I think about when I do this. And men do that with men. You know, if if they're a BYU football fan, they connect without even knowing it with other BYU football fans, and that's who they're gonna connect with. Our
2: brain is looking for those uh, similarities yeah. to connect with. It's yeah. it's automatic So you or not. if we sure. stay
1: in the unconscious, this is what I do when I teach unconscious bias training. It's when you start, if it's unconscious, then you can't really make change and do what's I would argue best for the organization. But as soon as you bring unconscious things to consciousness and have more control over your mind and think, okay, should I push beyond my normal comfort zone? Should I look at women? Should I look at people of color? You know, should I? And, and you can make a big difference that way. Hey, the second, hey, do you like <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, hey, I wanted to make sure um, a second one, there's so many findings, but a second one that really came out strong to me when I looked at the literature, and I know the global literature and it aligns so well with that. And that is a piece of leadership development related to feedback. So men, a few men said that, but women said that in Utah. We're not getting feedback. We want more feedback from the people we report to, from our supervisors or managers or CEOs. And that aligns so well with leadership development. In general, for men and women, getting feedback is huge in terms of leadership development. And the research says across the world, that men get substantially more feedback than women in almost every setting and we heard that for women in Utah they said we we don't feel like we're getting the feedback and that's a place that we have to work with our men on um and some of them I've I've talked a lot in different settings and some of them are like I may not be giving Feedback when I say that. I'm going to think about that now. I'm going to think if I do that pretty equally. So just that can make a change.
2: Now, once this is published, you said you're a few weeks out from the. Well, we
1: have this published, okay. a, a form of it already out there on our website. So utwomen.org. There's actually a research tab that lists all the research we do. And you know, we've done research on all kinds of leadership. It's fascinating. On, when you on... have downtime, forget Facebook. <laughs>
2: Go and click and open and read because it's about our lives yeah. and, and it's
1: about our society. To, to me, it's always fascinating. Yeah, and, and we have we have snapshots and briefs about women in leadership in all kinds of settings, but then also these snapshots on the summary of literature on things like sexual assault in Utah and domestic violence, women in STEM, voting, which is another interesting topic for women because we have... We have dropped substantially. We haven't. We don't have the last few years of data, and I'm hoping we've turned. But in two, I'm, I'm going in 1996. We were in Utah, the top in the nation for women voting, and by 2012, we slipped 47 spots. Ooh, okay. So there's a challenge. So we are going to try to get the latest data. It's hard with voting. For this fall to really say what's happened since 2012.
2: Well, and I remember Dr. Magleby had research from Brigham Young University political scientists, and he he had some research that was uh, referring to when things get very ugly, intense, and argumentative in politics, mm-hmm. but, um, wow. voters step back. Mm-hmm. That obviously, that's just me. Well, especially adding that, women. Yes. So, yeah. So
1: so and yet. Isn't that when we need to move forward? But we don't like mm -hmm. conflict. As women, we like it less than men. We're raised for win-win. We're raised to bring everybody along. Men are win-loss. So there's some some genetics, uh, but a lot of socialization in that. And so we withdraw. And if we're not thinking, if we're working in our unconscious minds and we're not conscious about what we're doing, we will just, I'm not comfortable. But what I tell my students constantly is if you're too comfortable in my class, I'm not doing my job because learning and growth is outside the comfort zone. True learning and growth. I love that. It's, Especially because as an individual. My students don't appreciate right?
2: it. <laughs> as
1: an individual, it's an impact for
2: us yeah. as a mother or father, as a community member, neighbor, leader in every area, expanding how we see ourselves yeah and see
1: the world as always positive. We have so much potential. And when we get out of our comfort zone, that's actually if we move, when we get more confidence in ourselves, when we can really make an impact um, in a bigger way is when we're just outside our comfort zone.
2: Dr. Susan Madsen, the director of the Utah Women in Leadership Project with the Woodbury School of Business at Utah Valley University. You made that little webpage... That beautiful webpage. And what is the URL again? utwomen.org. Okay, utwomen.org. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's been wonderful. Such a pleasure to have you on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum.